Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian. I'm so glad you are here and thank you so much for taking the time to subscribe, rate, and like us. Uh, leave a review of the show. And for more information, don't forget to check out Scent.Church or follow us on Facebook at Scent Church or Scent Church Volusia. And I know it might be confusing because I gave two different Facebook accounts, but we are a church that believes in planting other churches. And so we have two Facebook accounts because we're in the process of planting another church, right? Right. As... Hi, hi, everyone. And now on to better and more exciting things. Did you know that, what would you, if you had to guess, what would you say is one of the biggest fears of people? Uh, I would probably have to say death. Death? That, that's a good one. I, I didn't even think about that. But like, what? <laughs> Seriously? I'm not afraid of that. I know where I'm going. I didn't say you. You said people in general. I know. I know. But like, what else would you say? Like, what other answers? Fears? <clears throat> Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were guessing. I just wanted to get that in. That's terrible. Keep going. <laughs> Are you just going to tell me what the answer is? No, I want I want to hear your opinion. Because what most people don't realize is I really value your opinion. Oh, thank you. So if we could stop arguing about that one. Oh, sure. Not doing podcasts. That would be great. Absolutely. Okay, people's biggest fears. I think it would depend on the person. If they have children, if they're married. I know, making this a little more complicated than it probably needs to be. But that, little, but that's me. Little. That's me. You know that. All right. Well, we'll go with this. One of the biggest fears of all people that the survey I read reported was being buried alive. I have never <laughs> once been like, oh my I gosh. I was just <laughs> shocked. Like I went, really? Like how often does that happen that that is, that's a fear? What survey was that? Was it a, was it like a legit survey? It was a legit Facebook survey. <laughs> That's not legit. That is legit oh in my, my. book. You know what? People used to say Wikipedia wasn't legit, <laughs> and like all of a sudden now, I guess you can use it. You know, in well, some I can't colleges. use it in my. I said in some. I didn't say in all. Not at my college. It's because your college is so academically stringent. It is. Whatever. I you... went there too. Oh, so you graduated <laughs> from there. But apparently, claustrophobia and being buried alive are huge concerns to people. And it makes sense, too, because, like, if you think about all the escape rooms that have popped up now, like, we've never actually been. See, I I don't, that I don't think I could do. I want to go to I don't think I could have someone else dictate. (laughs) What? (laughs) Why are you laughing? That's terrible. I agree. But they sound like a lot of fun. And I remember, like, on, like, the app store, like, they used to have one before they became this, like, hugely popular thing. And I used to play it all the time, like, where you had to find all these clues to escape? get out. Did you escape? I spent a lot of time in the bathroom. There were a lot of rooms I got oh. trapped in. <laughs> but, yes, yes, I did escape. And and I know a lot of people right now are trying to, like, go, okay, where are we going with this? I'm, like, I'm saying where are we going like, with this? Like, what does this have to do with the practical Christian? Christian. <laughs> um. Please forgive him. He waited too long to eat. And I think his blood sugar is low. But, like, practical Christians, we come into the faith looking to escape. Like, you're at an all-time low in your life, and at at some point, you're like, 
you know what, I need something different. I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go to church like my grandma, you know, used to try to get me or drag me to or whatever. Right. You know, I hate my life. I hate where my life went, you know, found out. I hate all the pressures that I'm under. I hate my boss. I hate this. I I feel something inside. I know I need a change. Um, and and we just decide, oh, Jesus. Jesus will fix it. And as a disclaimer. Can I say that I don't even think people think Jesus will fix it. I think people think going to church will fix it. I don't necessarily, necessarily think well, it's one of the same. I'm you, just you saying. Are, and, and I know you don't read my notes. But I don't. Like, that's, that's later on. Okay. So well, if we could not jump to the end at the beginning, that would be great. Well, I had no idea what you even typed up. Um, and as a declaimer, declaimer, as what? a disclaimer, <laughs> you cannot speak straight. We all, we all think that, and and that's how anyone comes to Jesus. Um, we have these times in our life where, where we just feel low. We feel we're missing something, right. and God calls <clears throat> out to us, and right. through the power of the gospel of Jesus. We are we are changed and and that's how all, that's really all of our stories, right? Um, but getting back to the practically Christian, I mean, look at where as Americans we spend the vast majority of our money, like as Americans on a whole, you know, it, it's on vacations and movies and sporting events, beauty and, products, and video games and television mm-hmm. and going out to eat and and we could keep going on and on and on, but we could sum it up in one word: entertainment. And right. really, what is entertainment except an escape? Right. Like you come home from work, you know, you're really tired. What do you want to do? You want to sit on the couch and and watch watch TV. You know, and and we do this like no one else in the world. You know, in fact, in other places in the world, they're like, what are we going to eat today? (laughs) And, you know, here in America, though, no. Our big thing is how can I escape my life for a little bit today? Right. Um, You know, in fact, here in Florida, we don't even have to pay a state tax because people save up, you know, for all year to come visit some rodent living in a castle. And that generates so much money for the state that we don't even have to pay a state tax because people are looking to escape. Right. So the question then becomes, what are we trying to escape from? And I think that answer is a lot more complicated when you get into like specific people's lives. I was going to say, it depends on the person. But generally speaking, we're trying to escape from all of those choices we made in life. All those bad decisions, all those little what we thought were little things, all right. those, you know, classes you skipped. Not you, but like cuz I actually skipped a whole lot more than Debbie ever did. Um but like just because the beach was so much more fun than third period debate and you know those nights you can't remember the bad business decisions, the stresses of keeping up with the Joneses, you know all of these things and, and the problem is, is no matter how fast we run trying to escape, like our stress runs faster. Right. And we think if we get more money, that will, that will buy us happiness because then we can afford to go do things. And, and this is a conversation I know we've had many times. Well, I mean, we even talked about um, scrolling through Facebook, looking at other people's vacations and going, well, I want to do that. Right. I'm hating on some of y'all hard. I don't ever post it on your, your timelines. He does like your pictures. That like is not like a pure (laughs) thumbs up. But, you know, the answer to... Yes, I'm kidding. kidding. Okay. Where am I? (laughs) But the answer to some is Jesus. And and they they make this quote-unquote decision for Jesus. And and they think that that's going to solve all their life's problems. And and when it doesn't work out the way they thought it should have, they blame Jesus. They blame the church. They become very bitter and cold and... 
And they go, well, this didn't work. And Jesus actually answers that <coughs> in John chapter 2. He, he's talking to the Pharisees, and, and they're asking to see a sign, and, and Jesus is going, no, all you want is my stuff. Like, you don't want me. Oh, they don't want Jesus, just his things? Yeah, like nothing's, Romans 1. Right, nothing's changed, though. You know, to quote Matt Chandler, you know, you want, you know, creation. You don't want the creator. Well, another Matt Chandler quote in his book, The Explicit Gospel, which I'm going through right now with some ladies. Um, he talks about wanting us wanting Jesus to be a hybrid Tinkerbell and Genie put together to sit in the sky and sprinkle things on us. But right. We don't want him. We just want what he can give us. Right. And then when life doesn't work the way we think it should. It's his fault. Right. You know, and it has nothing to do with the fact that we make terrible decisions sometimes. Right. And, you know, we we are just foolish with our resources, with our time, with with so many different things. You know, and, and what they're saying and what Jesus is really getting at is anytime we come to Jesus expecting something in return, we have the wrong heart and we don't understand the gospel. Right. And the reason, like Jesus tells us his yoke is light in Matthew 11. And it's because when we prioritize according to Jesus, it, it makes life so much easier. That's the whole point behind Matthew 6.33. You know, seek first the kingdom of God. And, and it's an easy verse to say, but it, it's really hard when we start going, well, what does that mean? You, you are you I mean? asking me? Or yeah. I do know what you mean. Sure. Yeah. Let, what, do you, what do you think? Well, I think we have to go to... Knowing that everything we do is to glorify God. And if I'm dealing with my kids or dealing with you or the students in my class or my coworkers, before I respond to anything. She loves her coworkers, by the way. I do love my coworkers. Respond to anyone or anything. I need to make sure that what I'm going to say or do is honoring God instead of myself. Because if I'm going to honor myself, I'm going to offend somebody. I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings and... I'm probably going to say something that I shouldn't. Yeah, and, and, you know, I look at it and go, when I'm really seeking first the kingdom of God, all the other priorities in my life don't matter anymore. Right. Like, the fact that I only have a thousand square foot house. Like, I can look at it and go, yeah, but I have a house. Like, right. I'm not homeless. You know, the fact that my car makes weird noises and now has a weird smell, like something's burning. Both of them. When I'm driving. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but yet I still have a car. <clears throat> right. You know, I don't have to prove my worth by getting another credit card or another degree or, you know, because for a long time, like, that was something we talked about. You know, should I go back in and get my doctorate? And, you know, for me, it was like, What's well, your motivation? Right. Am I only going to get it so I can say that I have it? Right. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Even, to me, that even impacts when I'm driving and somebody cuts me off compared to before Jesus changed my heart, I probably would have said some inappropriate things and made some gestures that were not very Christ-like. Now, I, I don't, I mean, I don't care. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I do know. I know that I don't care. <laughs> right. It, it's going, I bring nothing to the table. Right. It's not about me. Right. And not, not that that's every day because. But Jesus gave everything. Right. You know, and that heart transformation is such a, like, an, an overstated, like, so many people I talk to go, oh, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to go to heaven. And and they forget that the kingdom of God is a here and now and a wait and later. So I know that kind of might sound confusing, but like when Jesus comes, 
He, he isn't going, hey, believe in me, and one day you'll get to go to heaven, and, and you just kind of got to suffer through the rest of your time here. He's sitting here going, the kingdom of God is at hand. Like, the kingdom of God is now. And in fact, like, they started with Ten Commandments, you know, the Ten Commandments that Moses gets in Exodus 20. Right. And then the Pharisees go, hey, this isn't enough. If we want to prove how awesome we are, they jack it up to like 613. Right. And then Jesus comes and goes, look, y'all couldn't do 10. What yeah, made you right. th- think you were going to be able to do 613? I have no idea. But here, let me just give you two. You know, love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And we can't even do that right. No. Because like, if we could do that, like, just think about how awesome... Our, our communities would be, our schools, our, like, if we just loved each other the way we love ourselves. Because I can't speak for everybody, but I love myself. Oh, boy. He does. He loves himself. But I was uh, doing that Bible lesson with my kindergarten class the other day. And uh, <clears throat> we had a lesson on who was your neighbor. And we came to the decision that anybody that your eyes can see that is in your path, that's your neighbor. Anybody that... You, you are able to help. You should help. Um, anyone that you can help, you should. Right. It's not just the person that lives next door or across the street. It's anybody in your path. And then, well, and that was from the story of the Good Samaritan. And, of course, I mean, we should help those people that live next door to us and across right, the street. Right, absolutely. And, but that's a given. I mean, that's, yeah. But really what it is, it's, it's <laughs> looking at life in a totally different perspective. Instead of looking at life going, how can this benefit me? Right. I'm looking at life going, how can I impact the most people around me? How can I show the love that Jesus showed me to the people around me in real, tangible ways? And and no one's going to do that perfect, but it should be something that we strive for every single day. Right. Because when, when I'm focusing on that, I'm not sitting here going, well, if I had a bigger house, then you know I could let more people live with me and there'd be less homelessness. Or... If I had a boat, I could do a really awesome fish, you know, fishing ministry. Or It makes me think of um, holidays when people, um, and I know I did it when I was younger, would go to like homeless, homeless shelters and feed homeless people um, during Thanksgiving and Christmas. But then nothing else happened during the rest of the year. When we do that, sometimes we're doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it for Jesus. Because um, if we're doing it for Jesus, we'll do it on a random Tuesday when nobody knows. Absolutely. When we can't take a selfie and we can't post something about it. You know, the left hand shouldn't know what the right hand's doing. Right. And and that's important. And all of a sudden when we realize this shift in our priorities and we realize it really is all about Jesus mm-hmm. and it, it, it's not me and I'm not trying to make much of me, but I'm trying to make more of Jesus. Right, because the Bible isn't a story about us being the center. It's Jesus. It, right. It's for us, but it's all about Jesus. Right. And, and that's why we wouldn't need the escape like we do now. You know, we wouldn't need to, you know, because when, we, when we're anxious, what we're showing really is our lack of faith and trust in God is going to provide for us. Right. And that's why Jesus in Matthew 5 tells us to be anxious for nothing because we can't even turn one hair white or black. And, and before anyone emails and goes, well, we can, we can dye our hair. Right, but what I'm saying is, like, at the, root, like, literally, at the yeah, turn your hair colors, we can't do that. And if we can't even do something so insignificant as turn our hair color, then really, can I do bigger things? Like, you know, change my wife's heart? 
Right. You know, make my child act normal. Like, not that they don't act normal. Not all the time they don't. No. Have you ever seen them? Like, <laughs> like there are times where I'm like, yep, you get that from your mama. Like. Oh. <laughs> that was nasty. But, like, we get so wrapped up in that pressure and, you know, is getting that another promotion, is that going to help? You know, is a bigger house going to make you happier? Is having I, more money, like having more things that are eventually going to be sold at a garage sale? I know you've said to me before when I've talked to you about things about, oh, I'm going to talk to this person about this or I'm going to do this. Um, I know Josh has said to me, why are you doing that? And my answer made sense to me, but really what he was asking me is, are you doing this for you or is this going to make Jesus bigger? And there are several times that I had to back off with my plans because my motivation was placed in me and not Jesus. Right. It, really, in all honesty, you either believe that God is who he says he is and controls everything, or you believe that God isn't who he says he is and you actually have to control everything. Right. And if, if you're in the second group, I mean, we can worship whatever we want. We can worship our kids, our spouse, our job, money, whatever. They're all false idols and eventually are going to leave us broken. Right. You know, and really that's what it boils down to. So, you know, and I challenge everyone this week, find one thing, one thing in your life that you normally stress out about and don't. Like, I know it's not easy. I know that, you know, it's hard, especially when it's like big things, but don't stress out about it. You know, I'm not saying test God. But I am saying learn there are things in your life that no matter how much you stress about, they are never going to change. Right. You are never going to change another person. You are never going to change someone's heart, someone's attitude. You are never going to, like, as crafty as you may be with words, you don't have that power. Right. And, you know, if it's money, if it, whatever it is, just don't stress about it. Find and one of these things and allow God to handle it for you. Then, then in the coming weeks, find another thing, and then another, and another, and another, and you can see God who is who saved you, God is strong enough to hold you, and you can understand what it means to cast your cares on him. So until next week, thank you for listening, and please share this podcast with someone. We love you, and we hope you have a great week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share, because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to scent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.